game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward White. Hey, hey, welcome. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time on this Tuesday afternoon. Tom Barfield, Ward White, C.P. Garth. We're glad you're with us as we kick off the uh, the program here this afternoon. Our 4 o'clock hour is brought to you in part by our friends at uh, Goodfeet in the uh, Central Texas Marketplace where you can uh, where you can do a free arch support fitting at Good Feet there in the Central Texas Marketplace. Beautiful day. Uh, you, we made a day without rain so far. So <laughs> Way to far. jinx it. Yeah, exactly. Ward, you doing okay? Doing great. EP, how's everything? Uh, cooking pretty good. Yeah, see, you, you got to turn it into the program. There you go. Yeah, I was talking to, you know, yeah. in his ear. <laughs> All right. So, everybody's doing good. That's, that's a good thing. Did you uh, – did you get to see any of the uh, home run derby last night, by the way? Yes. Every minute of it. Did you really? Mm-hmm. You? Me too. Every second of it. I, I got to tell you, I, I got to confess, I cheated. You know what You know what started Sunday night on Discovery? It's Shark Week. So, I was going back and forth. I mean... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a tough call right there with uh, with Shark Week going on. But I was I was going back and forth. But there were some monumental bombs hit in the uh, in the home run derby last night. I think the ballpark in Denver Coors Field played perfect for the uh, for the home run derby. But did anybody see Joey Gallo going out in the first round? Yes. He got off to a slow start and never – he kind of yep. recovered a little bit, but he never got on track. Now, that was your pick and also your pick, correct? Yes. And my pick didn't didn't fare so well either, so. No. no. But, if, as far as Joey Gallo is concerned, it's just – it was his rhythm. He just never could get into a rhythm. And the same thing happened to Otani as well, but he did recover – and uh, had a good. He hit a couple of. Yeah. I mean, he may have, he may not have won it, but he he hit a couple of well, shots. He got into the playoff. I mean, I mean, yeah. he, they they went to all the way. They had the extra uh, minute, and then right. they also had the yeah. three off. swings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which doesn't ever that doesn't happen very often in the home run derby, but they got down to three swings, and um, of course, uh, he didn't he wasn't able to get it on his first swing, and so he was out. But that was pretty interesting to see him at least fight back and get into the get into a playoff there th- in that first round. I think round. he said he was gassed. I mean, you seriously, think? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, can, I mean, that's why I was just, just watching it. You're like, wow, this is uh, this is some pretty good stuff here. Uh, and they were, I mean, they were swinging out of their shoes, too. And when they were when they were barreling them up, Ward, those balls were flying. I mean, there yeah. were some massive shots. There were a couple over 500 feet, and it was just kind of fun to watch, and I love what ESPN did. They finally said, "You know what? Let's do the split screen deal." And and because while one ball's in the air, he's taking a hack at the next one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it was rapid fire. I mean, can you imagine you exerting all that energy on that many on those that many swings, and yeah. and, and just having to constantly do it? And then, you know, I like the idea that you know. At, at at a certain point, when you're just when you're just gone, you, you get a, you call a, a call a timeout and and uh, regroup, kind of regroup there, and 
yeah, and get a little uh, get a little fluid in you and get ready to go again. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. We'll uh, we'll dive into that here in just a second on uh, on the program. Hey, t- coming up today, we we've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that here during the All Star break. We're going to talk with Chuck Canterford. We we started this last week visiting with high school coaches from across Central Texas just to kind of see where things are going as far as their. Uh, strength and conditioning program is concerned. You know now that uh, they can do all that good stuff again, and also the uh, the in sport uh, time that they can have and in uh, sport specific uh, uh, is what it's called. It's called sport specific, and they can uh, they can work with uh, with their kiddos there. And we'll kind of get caught up on what's going on with the Clifton Cubs and our uh, good friend Chuck Canford, who is, I believe, in his eighth season in Clifton. And that just doesn't seem right. I remember when he arrived uh, in uh, in Clifton, and now he's in his eighth season. And I know every coach says, man, we play in the toughest district in the state. But if you take a look at their league, it is, uh, it's a doozy. I mean, with with the likes of Lexington and Rodgers and Buffalo. and all, I mean, there is some high-caliber, high-quality playoff teams in that district. And we'll talk to – to Coach Canford about that coming up a little bit uh, later on in the program. Also, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball will join us, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, the Major League Baseball draft, the amateur draft, and uh, we'll get into that here in uh, in a little bit. Uh, Alex Clancy's going to join us and, and talk Suns basketball. Uh, th- I heard a lot of conversation today, Ward. There's a lot of experts think that this is going to go six and could possibly go seven, and I just don't see it. I don't see it yet either. I I still think the Suns have the better team right now. Uh, I, I get that, you know, the Bucks made a great showing at their home court uh, the other night, and so maybe that's what they're leaning into. Um, but for me, un- until I see them just do it again tomorrow night, I I don't. I don't think the Bucks are going to push them that far. I don't. I just could, don't see it. Could it end in five? I, I think it ends in five. That's what I said to begin with. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that with uh, Alex Clancy uh, from uh, uh, Locked On uh, – Locked on Cards, uh, the Locked on Cards podcast, and he he covers the Suns as well. So we'll get into that. Uh, also, Jeff Wilson, formerly of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, who now is with Substack.com, he uh, covers the Texas Rangers. We're going to kind of get uh, we got the midseason report from uh, yesterday, and we're going to kind of go at it again today and kind of get a a. a I wouldn't say an outsider's perspective, but uh, let's be honest, uh, we were getting a guy from the radio crew on the program with us yesterday. Let's see what uh, what you know what a what a beat writer thinks of the uh, of the program and and where the Rangers are in their rebuild process. So we'll talk to Jeff Wilson about that. So and then there's some uh, some interesting things being talked about as far as Major League Baseball's rules are concerned. And in, in, we'll dive into that later in the program. But one of the things that they talked about that piqued your interest when I when we were talking about it earlier today, Ward, was the uh, there's discussion about eliminating the shift, mm-hmm. where you have to have two players on each side of second base. You for it or you against it? Uh, I don't really like the shift, but the the thing I don't like about the shift more than anything else is. If there's nobody on the left side of the infield, they are not capable of laying down a bunt and just going to first. I don't understand that. I, I get all the analytics that it's 
I, I'm not an analytic guy, though. So no, I'm with you. I I just I think that there's a purer way to play the game, uh, and and that would eliminate the shift in itself. Yeah, you can take care of that. You absolutely can take care of the shift. But we were talking to David Murphy a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Murph uh, played it here at Baylor, and then obviously with Boston and the Rangers, and now part of the uh, the broad the television broadcast team. And I was asking David about. I said, just let's take Gallo for example. He said, nope. All the analytics say swing away. Even with two strikes, you don't shorten up. You swing away, mm-hmm. and you try to hit it as far and as hard as you can. And that's the analytics. That's the analytics in the game that, and, and that he, I don't like. And he pointed out. He said, you know. If, the, if those were the analytics when he played, he's not sure that he would have got to play because he was a guy that, you know, with two strikes, he was going to shorten it up and he was going to get it in play and he, you know, he was going to make the defense work. He wasn't going to strike out a lot and he was going to put it in play. And I'm like you. If you roll everybody over to the right side and you got a guy out in short right field playing rover like, like it looks like in a slow-pitch softball game, bunt the baseball down the third baseline and go stand at first base. Mm-hmm. You do that enough, it'll stop all that garbage. It will. It will. But that's not the way the game is played anymore. So therefore they're going to uh they're they're looking to to uh insert a rule that says you can't do that. Well, I and I'm okay with that if they want to insert that rule. That's fine. Uh but you know again, I I, I it just baffles me every mm-hmm. time I see it. I'm screaming, "What are you doing?" Yeah, there's some other rules that uh, that have been implemented that they're thinking about taking out, and we'll get into all that later on in the program. Uh, let, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the the home run derby, and Pete Alonso is a repeat winner. And I and, and again, I was flipping around and I was kind of dozing in and out. I'm I'm almost positive I heard this, and I meant to research this, and I forgot to, uh, but. I believe they said that Pete Alonzo makes six hundred and sixty thousand yeah, dollars a year. Absolutely, he made it, it one made, million. It made for a the, million bucks last night. He made more than his yearly salary as a Mets the, in the home run derby. In the last home run night. derby last night, made a mill, and uh, he was he was asked about his confidence and you know did he think he was going to win the home run derby? For me, I just um, I just I know there was no point where I thought I was going to lose ever even months before when the seedings came out teammates came up to me like oh that's disrespect you're defending your title what what guy that's defending their the title is is a fifth seed nobody and are you pissed about that I'm like no I'm gonna win anyways it doesn't matter um and for me there's no this for me this is um this is such a fun fun time for me that is uh, Pete Alonzo, and uh, he went on. To, they they asked if he would, you know, would he go for a three-peat out in uh, out in California next year, and he was uh, he was not committal at all. Would you like to come back every single year and try to go down as the greatest home run derby hitter ever? Well, I I feel that right now. Um feel it right now I demonstrated that and I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna do it in LA um it's it's gonna be such a fun event at Dodger Stadium but right now I'm just gonna enjoy this one but I feel like that my home run derby legacy I feel like that I'm one of the I'm one of the best people to to do it how about that got some confidence (laughs) he does got a little swag doesn't he he had a little Uh, swag last night uh yeah yeah he did I mean you know while everybody was cheering for Different players. He was just kind of over there bobbing his head, getting you know, getting psyched, getting mentally ready to go. And boy, he uh, w- when he would get in a rhythm, 
it was just boom, 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 boom. I mean, they, yeah, he had to hit six in a row there at the end to, to get it, and, and he, he did. did. <laughs> and he did. And then when he got the three extra swings, he was three for three, and that was the end of that deal. So uh, repeat winner in, in your home run derby. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the All-Star game tonight. I really am. That kind of stuff I don't normally get into, but I thought the way ESPN presented it was uh, was really, really good. I mean, their announcers were not in the booth. They were down at field level. Uh, it, it, they didn't take themselves too seriously. They, they had a little fun about it. And, again, the way that they went split screen, you could either watch the pitch or you could watch the ball in flight or, you know, you can do a little bit of both. So I, I thought the, the presentation on television last night was really, really good. It was. It was great. It was fun, fun time to uh, watch. I, I, I always enjoy the Home Run Derby. I think they do a great job with it. All right, so that was the Home Run Derby. Pete Alonzo wins a million, plus he'll make 600, just 660000 You know, that's kind of ridiculous to say. <laughs> I, it, it really is for, for, for us common people. Uh, you know, the guy's only going to – but in in the marketplace that he's in, uh, he's not getting paid, but understand he will get paid because that's that's one heck of a ball player right there. All right, uh, 414, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. When we come back, we're going to talk Clifton Cubs football. We'll do that with Chuck Canford next here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight and quiet conditions. Low temperatures fall to 72 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a humid day with a high of 92 and a heat index very close to 100. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite TCU Horn Frogs, Stephen. I must say that. You and and Brian Estridge (laughs) and John Denton and Chad Trotel. Those would be, and and you four would be my favorite TCU Horn Frogs. Does Jovan still claim the purple? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TCU grad. Okay. I should include her on that list. (laughs) One of my bosses. So y'all are my five favorite (laughs) TCU (laughs) Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His one million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Mets. MLB All-Star game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League, and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 18 minutes after 4, 418. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and EP, we're glad you're with us. As we continue our high school football tour around Central Texas, we take you up Highway 6 to Clifton, and we say hello to Cubs head football coach and athletic director Chuck Canifer. Coach, how are you? Doing well, Tom. How about y'all? Doing great. We appreciate the time today. First of all, just kind of, how's your summer been? And, and kind of get us up to speed on what's going on with the with the Canterford uh, clan. <laughs> it's been busy, that's for sure. You know, we've uh, we had a chance to get away a little bit right when school got out, and then we're right back at it. You know, we uh, kids were working hard, to, you know, for three weeks there in June, and then we started back up this week uh, for the three weeks leading into you know, all of our fall practices. So uh, it'll be here before we know it. Talk, you mentioned that. Uh, talk a little bit about strength and conditioning and, and with the coaches being able to, to participate and supervise. And, and th- that really is uh, is a positive that the UIL has, has allowed you guys to be involved with the kids. It's, it's not just open the, the uh, weight room and walk away now, is it? No, and that's something that, you know, in my 25 years that has changed a lot. You know, there was a time when, you know, it was basically like you said, we were allowed to open the room and that was about it. And then it, a couple of years let, you know, back, it changed to where we were allowed to work with our own kids, you know, on strength and conditioning, which I think is critical. You know, you, you, you're putting your kids in a weight room or you're putting them into certain drills and you want to make sure that they're doing it the right way, using correct technique, you know, not, not putting themselves in a position where they're going to cause more harm than good to themselves. And so, to be able to do that's been great. And then, uh, of course, last year due to COVID, uh, you know, everybody was allowed to do some sport-specific stuff. And I think that, you know, was received very, very well. And so they uh, decided to go ahead and continue that this summer. And so that's been a, a great benefit, especially for the small schools, you know, where, uh, you know, like, for example, for us in football in the past, you know, with, with, with baseball going deep, you know, seemingly every year, we didn't really get a chance to do a lot of football late spring, you know, leading into the summer. And so, uh, you know, we'd go out the first day in August and hadn't really gotten a lot done. And so now we're able to do a lot of the things that, you know, we normally would do in the spring, which for a small school is huge because those kids are, you know, playing everything, you know, they're in the spring, they're, you know, running track or playing baseball. And so that's, that's been critical for us. And uh, we really enjoy it. Coach, how much does that help you in August practice when you get ready for those weeks of two-a-days and leading in when you already have something in place and you don't have to reteach everything immediately and waste two or three days in shorts and shells? 
Well, it's big, and I think everybody kind of approaches it. You know, everybody has their own spin on how they approach it. For us, what what we're trying to do is teach all the things that we can teach, you know, when we don't have pads on. Uh, and so what, what inevitably will happen, hopefully, is that when we get into uh, practice in August and we do get the pads on, we can – we can focus on the technique of how to do it, you know. So, so our emphasis has been trying to teach the kids what to do, and then, you know, when we get on the field in August, we can, you know, really teach how to do it. Uh, and it's a little bit different, you know, in different sports. You know, uh, volleyball, obviously, they can they can really do it, you know, just like they would, you know, come August. I mean, they they don't have, you know, the restrictions of equipment and things like we do. Um, you know, and same with basketball. You know, the, the challenge in the summer is that you don't necessarily have every kid there. So, uh, you, you know, we're trying to just teach all of our core stuff that, that we're going to need to do, you know, like, for example, in that first scrimmage. And so that's really been our emphasis. Talking with Chuck Canaver, the head coach of the Ecliptic Cubs. Coach, where where are you right now with your football team in, in, the, in their off-season development as you get ready to go into, uh, into camp in a few weeks? Well, it's been a really good off season, and that started, unfortunately, for us back in December of last year. You know, last year was the first year in, in uh, six years that we hadn't, you know, been in the playoffs or into the second round, and uh, and so that was uh, that was a bitter pill to swallow for us. We we don't accept that. You know, that's uh, doesn't meet our standard, and but we're excited about you know the group of kids we have coming back. We had a, a really small senior class, some really good kids, and. Uh, but we only had about five of them. And so uh, we've got a, a big chunk of returners coming back next year. We played a lot of young kids last year. And uh, as with anything, you know, they're a year older, they're, they're a year stronger and a little bit faster and, and have a better grasp of what we're trying to do. And, and, and then on, as coaches, you know, we had to reevaluate, you know, what are we doing, uh, you know, with our kids? Are our schemes, do they fit, you know, what this current group of kids, you know, abilities are? And so we've done some things to adjust uh, to try to fit the, you know, the skill sets that our kids have. And that's what we've been working on, you know, since last December. And so uh, we're excited. We're, you know, we're ready to, to get to August and get the practices going. Coach, coaching school right around the corner. How much does that wind your clock and get you even more ready for the season to start? Because as soon as you get back from coaching school, you know it's go time. Yeah, it is. And and really, you, you start looking at that. It seems like every year, once you come back from 4th of July, it's like it's on. You know, we're we're a couple of weeks out, and uh, that clock seems to not get any slower. And so, uh, no, it's it, it's very much anticipation. And, uh, I mean, we'll start meeting here soon as, as a staff. And the kids kind of, I think they understand, have a sense of urgency that, you know, we're less than three weeks away from the start of practice. And so, uh, that's huge, you know, and, and uh, exciting for the kids and exciting for the community. <laughs> you say that, and we, we talk about the exact same thing in, in our business, Coach. So as soon as that 4th of July holiday is over with, it's football season here at the radio station. So when you yeah, say that, I got like tickled. <laughs> it's almost like you're climbing up a mountain, and then you get to the 4th of July, and all right, here we go, and now we're going down, and it's going fast. You know, it's a lot faster on the way down. And so uh, it's kind of that midpoint, and and – especially now as early as we all start and uh you know school starts so much earlier now than it than it ever did and so it's uh you know it's like a race to get everything done that we need to get done before that hits you mentioned uh, earlier about not making the, the playoffs for the first time in six years 
Talk a little bit about your league. I mean, and I know every coach in Texas is going to tell me, hey, we play in the toughest league in Texas. And, but when I, when I start to look around your league, though, I mean, uh, the likes of Lexington and Buffalo and Rogers and Franklin, the list goes on and on. I mean, there is some high-caliber high school football played in your league every Friday night. Well, we talked about it in our first district meeting when that alignment happened, you know, that, I mean, pretty much everybody was in agreement that there's going to be a good football team that doesn't make the playoffs and maybe more than one in this district. Uh, you know, I, I'd put our district's resume against anybody's. I mean, anytime you have your four district representatives or their last four standing in the region, uh, that's it's pretty hard to argue that that's a pretty tough district. I mean, uh, you know, and you've got Franklin there that, that you know, played in the state championship game and uh, have, you know, pretty much their entire football team coming back. And so, yeah, there's no question. It's it's a tremendous challenge. Um, you know, we've had, of course, we've been in with Rogers for years and have had some back-and-forth battles with them. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those leagues, you know, it's cliche, but, man, you better be ready every Friday night or, or you're, you're going to get it put on you. Hey, Chuck, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Uh, continued success uh, with your off-season program this summer and look forward to visiting with you as the season rolls along. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Chuck Catterford, the head coach of the Clifton Cubs. Uh, met Chuck as soon as he got to town, uh, as soon as he got to Clifton. And, man, what a good guy. And, you know, we talk about it all the time, Ward, about how we have great guys in this in this industry and in this profession. And, and these guys and gals, they, they love these kids just like the, they're their own. And, yeah, they want to win ball games, whatever the sport may be, but they also want to see these young people be successful. And, and I promise you, Chuck Canford is that kind of is cut from that, uh, that same cloth. Well, that's why Texas is so special with their high school sports and the coaches that they have in the state of Texas. It makes it very enjoyable to, you know, adhere yourself to that program, whether you're from there or not, and just watch them uh, – mold these young men and women into great citizens and and have the success that they have on many levels this is game time at 427 from uh from espn central texas and we are brought to you by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat your friend in the car business they're located at 201 west loop 340 that is just right down the road from highway 84 if you want to check out their great selection of vehicles it's uh it's easy it's alan samuels dcj.com that's alan samuels dcj.com and once you do then you're want to go, you're going to want to go to uh to the dealership at 201 West Loop 340, and you're going to want to check out these vehicles, such as uh, the the Jeep. Uh, Jeep, you can see the most decorated SUV available, and that, uh, that of course, is Jeep. And the 2021 Jeeps feature innovative technology to meet your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. Also, don't forget about Ram, and Ram is the three-peat motor trend truck of the year back to back to back to back to back to back to back. The Ram trucks are the top safety pick. Uh, again in 2021 and you can check out those great looking vehicles they're they're reliable they're built to haul and of course uh, for a texan it's just the right truck and we're talking about the 2021 ram truck just a couple of the the lines that they've got of course chrysler and and fiat and, and man they've got a great selection of vehicles and they're waiting to visit with you they are your friend in the car business we're talking about ted teague and the entire crew over at alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat recently on the john moore show Rick Butler is our guest, a former MCC baseball coach, won the national championship at MCC in 1983. 
it's almost like a mash unit in, in the World Series that year. Uh, we started the first game with Greg Dennis splitting his chin open on home plate, had to have stitches, and then uh, Kenneth Patterson got hit in the, in the face by a double play ball because he couldn't get down and slide quick enough. And then Jerry Fout, and this is the one most people remember, took a line drive off of his head that went over the third base dugout into the bleachers, came back the next night and pitched a complete game for the championship. So those were some tough guys, 58 and seven records, nothing to scoff at. And they brought the prize home and we're very proud of that team. Listen to the voice of the bears weekdays from two to 3 PM here on the home of the bears, ESPN central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Deidre and Dave, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. The pain would shoot up my heels. I would tiptoe out of bed because my heels hurt so badly. The pain level was over 10, and my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. When I went to the Good Feet store, I had a free consultation. They allowed me to try on the arch supports. And took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia, 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His one million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Mets. MLB All-Star game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League, and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN Central Texas. Ah! 
All right, welcome back. This is game time. It's 432 here on a Tuesday afternoon for the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. And we are uh, proud to welcome into the program from D1 Baseball, Kendall Rogers. Kendall, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, bud. How are you? I'm terrific. Are you still in Omaha, by the way? Uh, I'm definitely not still in Omaha. <laughs> Thankfully, a, I have been home for a couple of weeks. It's a heck of a trip, isn't it? Well, uh, there's no doubt about it. In in in, in this year, uh, well, let's just hit hit that real quick. Uh, what a terrific tournament! I I thought it was just uh, it was just a blast to watch, and it got down to Mississippi State and Vandy, and I, you know, just a, a a terrific tournament all in all for uh, for college baseball. No, it was. I mean, other than the NC State issue, I mean, if you look at the the finals, uh, you had a Mississippi State team who, you know, coming into the season was a, you know, a top ten team preseason. They were expected to be uh, a national championship contender, and they proved to be that. You know, they they pitched well for the most part in the postseason. Will Bednar was certainly outstanding. That and that kind of vaulted him to you know being a high first round pick. And then uh, you look at what they did offensively with with guys like Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, and whatnot. Um, you know, that, that was a athletics program, you know, Tom, that, you know, since 1895, I never won a team championship in an individual team sport. And so uh, to see those guys get a national championship uh, was certainly pretty cool. And that place was definitely pro Mississippi State. You are safe to say that. I mean, I think uh, I, I think the, the, the attendance in the final game was like 27, 26,000. And I'd be I'd venture to guess that about twenty four thousand were Mississippi State fans. Kendall, you've covered this game for years and watched this game grow and develop. Where where is college baseball in your opinion right now? It's in a really good spot. I mean, I think when you look at you know the commitment that schools are making to salaries, um, the commitment that schools are making to facilities, and you just kind of follow the money. I always say when you, if you want to attract success, follow the money and. You know what? Uh, you know better evidence than you know Tony Vitello uh, inking a new five-year deal with Tennessee today uh, that pays him 1.5 annually. Um, I mean that just tells you all you need to know about the direction of college baseball. That Tennessee feels like college baseball is important enough to where they're willing to pay a baseball coach 1.5 million dollars. So I think the sport's in a really, really good position right now, to say the least. Let's let's talk about the draft real quick. And, and my first thought was uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on 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 Rocker from Vandy dropping to ten and going to the Mets. I think it's a great get for the Mets. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing with Kamara is I think the, one of the reasons why he might have dropped a few spots is you know I think there are some concerns with the breaking ball at the next level. There's no doubt he can get a lot of swings and misses with that breaking ball, but uh, you know when you look at him, you know against the better teams this year. Uh, some of those teams have been able to lay off that breaking ball down in the dirt. I think uh, some scouts are a little concerned just about that breaking ball at the next level. You know, if he's not able to uh, command it, you know, what does the fastball look like? Because if you look at a guy like Jack Leiter who went to the Rangers, uh, you know, the fastball they pitched it is his best offering, and, and that's not really the case with Kamara. I think his best offering is his slider, which he has trouble commanding sometimes. So uh, I think that's a great gift for the Mets. I think he will figure – figure that breaking ball out long-term in pro ball. I think he'll, he'll learn to kind of command a little little more up in the zone than he does. But uh, I really like that pick for the Mets. How much do you think that the eligibility, the extra year of eligibility, did it help baseball probably more than any other sport that got the eligibility? 
I think it definitely did help baseball. I mean, I think you look across the country and there are a lot of players around the country that had strong seasons that otherwise wouldn't have been on campus this year. You know, just the way the draft, uh, the, the number of rounds last year, the way the draft was, was structured, um, everybody getting a year back. I think it was a great year. I will say this. Uh, I did think that when you looked at college baseball as a whole, I thought it might be, quote-unquote, kind of the best year ever in terms of talent. And I'm not sure it's quite that. I mean, I thought it was a, it was a really good year. I didn't think it was one of those years where, like, every single team you saw, you're just sitting there going, oh, like, wow, like, these guys are so talented. But the, nonetheless, uh, it was a very, very good year. And, you know, this 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 issue, and I, I say it's an issue because from a roster construction standpoint, uh, it is an issue. Um, this situation isn't going away anytime soon because everyone got a year back. So, you know, you're doubling up on classes here for the next couple of seasons at least. Yeah, I mean, they're calling them like super seniors and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. it's and you're right, managing the roster and managing your scholarship dollars, you know, with 11.7, uh, I guess that you got to be you got to be even more creative now. There's no doubt. I mean, you look at a team like Arkansas for instance in the draft, you know, you get Jalen Battles and McClendon, the McClendon CC product uh, back for another season. They get Peyton Stovall's uh, supremely talented uh, infielder out of Louisiana on campus. Uh, they get some other kids, too. And, and so Arkansas, like a lot of teams in college baseball, they have an influx of talent right now. So roster construction is going to be uh, quite a chore, to say the least, during the next few weeks. What did the Rangers get in Leiter? I'm a, I love Jack Leiter. I mean, I'll tell you what. I saw him earlier this year, and I, I saw him three times this year. And I saw him earlier this year against LSU. And that is as advanced of a pitcher as I've ever seen in college baseball. I mean, you just look at his ability to throw the fastball for strikes. Um, the thing about Jack is it's really interesting because he's not a tall guy. I mean, he's like six foot, six one at most on a great day. And yet the fastball still explodes on you. He gets really good extension with the fastball. That 92-93 operates a lot more like a 96-97-98. Uh, and I think the other thing with Jack, too, is I think he can throw a really good changeup. He, he hasn't thrown it a lot this past year. But, uh, you know, I think you look at the slider, it's flash plus at times. He hasn't had to throw the slider a ton this year. He has thrown it, but he hasn't had to throw it, you know, a, a lot. So I think if you look at, ahead at him to the next level, um, I think he's going to throw a plus slider. I think he's going to throw a plus fastball. And I think when you look at the changeup and the true curveball, those are also pitches I think will continue to develop. So you're looking at a guy with a four-pitch mix, an explosive fastball, and oh, by the way, uh, his pedigree is pretty good. He, I mean, he his approach right now is a professional big league weekend starter, and that kind of jives with what I was told a couple months ago. I was talking to a couple of scouting directors a couple of months ago, and I kind of asked them, like, hey, if you could take Jack Leiter right now, what do you think he could do in a big league rotation? They thought he could be a you know number three or number four guy in a rotation right now. Man, that is that's impressive, isn't it? Uh, you you've got your eye on this draft. Have, has anything jumped out at you? Has anything surprised you about the, this draft? Well, I think that the biggest thing for me is the number of high school players that are deciding to go to, go to college. Uh, I feel like the number continues to increase every year, and I feel like the number of really talented guys has continued to increase. Um, you know, some of the guys didn't even get drafted because they decided well beforehand to go to college. You know, I was talking about Arkansas earlier. You know, LSU had a couple of kids uh, who were, you know, ultra-talented who decided to go to college. You know, uh, even a, a school like Arizona who 
lost Jay Johnson LSU. They had some kids. And you look at UCLA, they had three guys who probably would have been top three, top four round picks all take their name out of the hat uh, of even being drafted. So, you know, the, the fact that we're getting, you know, eight, nine, ten supremely talented players now every year who are like, you know what, I don't even want to be drafted. Um, that's a good development for college baseball. I think that said a lot about the direction of this sport uh, in general. Is And we've talked about this. We've kind of debated it here in the, in the office. Is name, image, and likeness, is that part of the equation why some of these kids may elect to go to college instead of signing and going straight into the, into the uh, farm systems? That's a great question. I mean, I think it's – I think there's a host of, of you know, prongs on, on the positives of college baseball. I think when you look at uh, the size of the minor league organizations now, um, I don't think – you know, I, I, you know the, the number of players in minor league baseball isn't as much, so the, there's not as much of a need for those guys right now. Uh, I think when you look at NIL, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it, it's going to be limited to certain programs, I think. But when you look at NIL, uh, you know, if you can go to, let's say, LSU or you can go to Baylor and let's say you can make a few thousand dollars here and there on some, you know, either brand, brand promotion or, you know, I saw, I've seen some players already doing Raising Canes and things like that. You know, if you can make a few thousand dollars uh, and play college baseball and increase your stock and go from a guy who's going to sign for 200000 to a guy who's going to sign for, you know, eight or 900000 uh, that's a pretty good deal. So I, I just think when you look at the total package of college baseball, it's, ne- it's never been better. With the influx we were talking about in college baseball because of the, the – eligibility and they've got stacked rosters right now how much is the transfer portal going to be involved in college baseball it's going to be huge moving forward i will say this though um i'm a little surprised at how few kind of studs are in there right now i think a lot of coaches around the country were really really concerned that this transfer portal will turn into a situation to where you know you had a lot of premium players going there and just decided to you know decide to make a move specifically premium players from the mid-major level, but that just didn't happen. Um, there are some good players. There aren't very many great players in the transfer portal right now. So I, I think college baseball, and I kind of said this a while back, uh, I think college baseball, is, even at the mid-major levels, is such a good spot. I just don't think you're going to see the movement that you know you might have saw back in the old days, You know when, when Tulane was racking up transfers, and not only transfers, but like all-American transfers from other teams. So – uh, will it make an impact? Absolutely. Will it make the impact people think it, you know, thought, thought it might? I don't think so. Kendall, man, we uh, we appreciate it. We could do this all afternoon long. I, I love listening to Amen. you talk college baseball. And, and let me just say this. If, if you are a, a remotely – a college baseball fan, you have got to check out D1Baseball.com. It is the best in the business. I don't say that because you're on the phone line with us. I, I just know it. I mean, it is unbelievable content. And, man, I appreciate your time today. You got it, brother. Good talking to you. Hey, have a good one. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. That is Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball. And, guys, I'm uh, – uh, he just uh, terrific guest. I mean, he, he he truly does know his information when it comes to uh, when it comes to college baseball, and and just does a terrific job. I I remember. I think he's a, I think he's an Aggie. 
uh, Ward had been. I remember, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I first started. Well, no, it was longer than that. But uh, uh, when I was uh, in 2003, I guess it was, that's when I first started running into Kendall. Uh, when I was uh, covering uh, Baylor baseball uh, for the for the radio station, and uh, Kendall was uh, was out uh, covering college baseball, and just uh, I mean he knows what he's talking about when it comes to when it comes to this stuff. All right, it is a four forty four. Coming up next, we'll get to our Ranger Roundup. We'll do that for you next, right here on ESPN Central Texas. For over fifteen years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in fifteen different flavors and amazing fresh made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for twenty eight dollar meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family friendly and has more than sixty TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. Recently on the John Moore Show. In the past, Aggie and Longhorn were fierce oh, I know rivals. Where this is going. But is TCU now public enemy number one to Baylor sports fan? Is that the rivalry? Might be. Yeah, that's the sense I get. Yeah, it might be. And again, this may be a generational thing, like we were talking about voicemail messages. I think maybe newer, more current Baylor fans might look at TCU as yeah. our main rival. I'll put it this way TCU was ready for this. Because so many people there still harbored a lot of resentment from being left out of the Big 12. Oh, and really? put a lot of that on Baylor, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. I would say this. Baylor and TCU belong in the same league. You know? Yeah. There's just so much history there that we belong in the same league. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I agree with that. thrilled that we're both in the Big 12 conference. Yes. That's my answer to that. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. I'll be in my suite. That sounds good, however you say it. And now that you can rent a beautiful suite at Globe Life Field for a Rangers game, you could soon be directing people to your ballpark suite. Whether you're celebrating an occasion or simply want an exclusive private space to watch the game with friends, we've got a suite that's right for you. Let us help you find it at 972rangers or at texasrangers.com. Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, health care, vacations, and saving for your kids' education. It's all good as long as you're alive. But it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. Buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off. Call the Term Lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance. Term life rates are at all-time lows, and we can save you up to 70%. If you already have coverage, you could be paying too much. One call could save you thousands of dollars. We have great rates for smokers, too, or if you have health problems. Providing for today is good, but it's not enough if you die prematurely. Call the Term Lifeline today for a free quote. Protect your family and see if you could save up to 70%. 866-549-TERM. 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 That's 866-549-8376. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. 
right, it is time for the uh, Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Joe Kaleo and the fine folks at Kaleo Wealth Management. Uh, we talked about the Home Run Derby at the top of the broadcast. Well, in the uh, Home Run Derby representing the Rangers was Joey Gallo. Gallo was the 10th Ranger player to compete in the Derby, and his longest home run last night was just shy of 500 feet, 494 feet with a 112-mile-per-hour exit velocity. So, uh, it, of course, when, when Joey swats him, he swats him, whether it's the home run derby or uh, or a regular ball game. But uh, he went up against the hometown guy, and that's never a good thing. And Trevor Story wins 20-19. to 19. You saw Gallo did hit that 20th home run. Mm-hmm. However, the clock had expired. That's what they say. It's a well, home hometown clocks. All I can tell you. So it's twenty to nineteen, and uh, Trevor Story wins over uh, Joey Gallo, and he takes an early exit for the Rangers. Again, the All Star Game tonight. Uh, three Rangers, a part of that Gallo, and then uh, Adolis Garcia, and then Kyle Gibson for the Rangers. So. That is, uh, that's what's going on there. And then the Rangers, with some time off, they'll take, uh, obviously, they'll take Wednesday and Thursday off. And then the Rangers resume action on the road. They'll take on the Toronto Blue Jays uh, at uh, 6.07 on Friday afternoon. Our broadcast will begin at 5.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas. So, Rangers uh, and uh, the All-Star game tonight and the uh, All-Star break. And then we'll resume Ranger baseball on Friday night when the Rangers take on the Blue Jays. All right, that is our uh, Ranger roundup here for uh, for this Tuesday afternoon. Brought to you by our good friends over at, uh, over at Kaleo Wealth Management. Let's take a second here. And let's talk about Shorty's Pizza. Have you ever had Shorty's Pizza? Absolutely. It is off the hook good. It is, uh, it's New York style pizza, and and uh, you can buy it by the slice, or you can buy a uh, a fourteen inch or an eighteen inch pizza. And let me tell you something. I, the other day, right before we went on vacation, uh, I I grabbed an eighteen inch pizza from uh, from Shorty's and brought it back here for Stephen Simcox and myself and. Uh, man, it's, uh, that is a big, big, <laughs> big pizza, but man, is it good. Uh, so you can check that out at Shorty's Pizza Shack. They're at uh, 12th and Bagby. They're easy to find. Here's their phone number. If you want to call in and order, that's exactly what I was doing. I was out running around, you know, that day. And I, th- I think that was a Friday and just, you know, doing all kinds of things. I said, you know what? I'm gonna grab a pie and, and take it back to the radio station. And that's, I, I picked up the phone and, Call 235-2646. That's 235-2646 for Shorty's Pizza Shack. And, you know, they had it ready in about 15 minutes, and and boom, it was um, – I, I picked it up and brought it on back, and, man, it's uh, terrific stuff. You, of course, you can stay there and watch it. They got uh, – you can you can eat inside, you can eat outside. They got, they got a nice patio and covered patio and lots of televisions, and so you can have your favorite beverage, if you know what I mean, and and you can have your favorite pie, if you know what I mean. It's all at Shorty's Pizza Shack, and again, that's 12th and Bagby. If you want to check them out online, you can certainly do so. Shorty'sPizzaShack.com is the uh, is the site, Shorty'sPizzaShack.com. They're at 12th and Bagby, and again, that phone number, 254-235-2646 for Shorty's Pizza Shack. Live from the Big 12 Media Days. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join the voice of the Bears, John Morris and me, this Wednesday and Thursday for Big 12 Media Days. Big 12 Media Days is brought to you in part by the Office of Baylor Alumni, BP Services, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, TFNB, your bank for life, and the Baylor Club. 
It's the Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday from AT&T Stadium, live on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. All right, 456. We're four minutes in front of five. This is ESPN Central Texas. We're brought to you by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. What I found it interesting uh, just a moment ago, we had Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com on the program, and he was talking about high school players and how so many high-quality high school players are foregoing the, the draft and, and, and going ahead and, and accepting an opportunity to play college baseball and you know there's several reasons and I'm just kind of curious what those reasons are and I would think that name image and likeness may be part of it but that can't be the entire picture uh 
are kids starting to see that maybe I do need that education just in case this path doesn't work out? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, that would be something you'd have to ask each one individually. I would, I would like to think that that may be part of it. Um, I don't know that the name, image, and likeness is a big part of it right now because we still don't know how that's all going to play out yet. We don't know if, if it's going to be a big player in the decision. It could be, um, but I still think that that's, that's going to be real interesting to see the difference between name, image, image and likeness for football players and basketball mm-hmm. players compared to baseball, track and field, and put all the other sports in there. Uh, that you want to. I mean, there's going to be alumni that are partial to, you know, a baseball program in, in some places that may pump some money into it. But then, you know, you get down the road to another university and they don't have that big backer. And so maybe there's not that kind of money there for the baseball program. I don't know. I mean, th- that may be the case and it may not be the case. I I just think that this is, this is so unknown that that probably – probably at this point doesn't play a part in it and it may not but and i'm also curious how that is going to work with recruiting and, and i'm not saying that this is going to happen but it's going to happen <laughs> i mean you're going to get situations where players are promised wink wink hey if you go ahead and sign and, and, and come play for us we're going to be able to hook you up with, uh, you know, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction for for whatever, fill in the blank. You know that's going to be part of the equation. Anytime a, a guy or a gal can get a, a a leg up, if they, if so to speak, it's going to happen. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to happen a lot, but it's going to happen. I mean, in, well, that's why the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer yeah. in this. I mean, it is going to be absolutely going to be a recruiting tool. And, and now, you, how it's used as a recruiting tool, I don't know. If it's going to be used by the coaching staff or if it's going to be used by the outside influence from somebody else from a backer but it is it is absolutely going to play into how a recruit is going to make their choices but because look these kids are smart they're going to they're going to use that to their advantage Leverage. they're going to use that to their advantage hey school a is saying i can make $10,000 a year over here mm-hmm. what do you got oh you don't have that well you're out i'm going over here yeah I mean, I promise you that's going to come down the line. Or you got 48 hours to, to, to come up with something that, that makes sense for us. Yeah. And, and you know, and, uh, it, it's not just the, the player anymore. It's the player. It's the parent. And that's always been the case. But you've got advisors. You've got outside influences. There's all kinds of, of things that go on within this. And, and you're right. We're not going to know. And I think it will be uh, – a lot of it will, will be based on what this particular – school is you know is known for and and you know what if you're a, if you're a basketball powerhouse and not so much football then you, you bet your basketball team's gonna is gonna benefit more from nil than your football team i i get that uh so we'll have to see how it all goes but i'm just curious when he said that he see he you know he i think he threw out the number seven or eight or something like that that you know that were high quality high school kids that were drafted high and you knew you know and there's a signing bonus involved there, Ward, but they chose not to do that. Instead, they chose to to go the the college route. So uh, it, it's interesting how this is all going to play out mm-hmm. as we move forward. Because we're we're talking about the amateur draft today, but uh, how does it going to affect recruiting as we go through as we go through the uh, as we go through the next year or two years? And as you pointed out, it's it's going to take a while for it to kind of clear itself out and and, mm-hmm. and become the norm and it's going to become the norm there's no question everything that 
does eventually, and it'll all kind of solve itself. Uh, but you wonder just how how it's going to affect recruiting a year from now, maybe even two years from now. I, I think it could get it could get real interesting on how this all plays out. I I just think that you know it could be really good, or it could turn really sour. Well, it and, could go either way. And we know right now, coaches. And they may not say it publicly, and some may, I don't know. Uh, but privately, they're, they're not crazy about how this portal thing is working out because you are hearing stories of go ahead and make yourself eligible and then and get in the portal, and mm-hmm. we'll go grab you. You're hearing those stories. So, sure, you know, absolutely. We'll see. And we'll it's, see. Not, it's not really coaches talking about it. it it's player to player is talking about mm-hmm. it. Joining us now here on ESPN Central Texas from Locked On Cards is Alex Clancy to talk a little bit of Suns. He covers the Suns like a glove, covers the Cardinals like a glove. Alex, how are we today? Alex, did you hear me? Yeah, I said thanks for having me. Okay, there you go. I'm sorry. He didn't have you potted up. I thought we lost you. My bad. Hey, uh, appreciate you joining us, and let's talk a little bit of Suns while we have you. And the Suns right now, are they playing probably the best defense you've seen them play in a while to get them to this point? Well, yeah, I mean, but finally uh, the Bucks made an adjustment. Yeah. And – it really doesn't matter up to this point how good a defense they played. Sure, it got them here, absolutely. But Giannis has dropped the 40-burger two games in a row, and uh, if they play defense like they did uh, two nights ago, they're not going to win this series. When you talk about what they did defensively the last two games and the Bucks have made that adjustment, what do the Suns have to do to counteract that, you think? Listen, when they moved to a zone, that was a start. And then when DeAndre Aiden got three fouls early, like there's really no coming back from that. When you have uh, Dario Saric, who's out for the year with an ACL tear, and Torrey Craig was hobbled, and Jay Crowder is more of a, a bump-and-run corner, if you want to call it that way. He's not really a guy that likes to give the person he's defending space. So the key is to keep DeAndre Aiden away from you know, in, away from foul trouble and figuring out a way to just pick your poison, whether it be Giannis or Giannis kicking it out to guys for deep threes. I will tell you one thing, though. Giannis ain't going to shoot the way he did from the line like he did two nights ago. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to make free throws when you're up 15 points than when it's a five-point game. So they just need a hard reset. Monty Williams is a smart, defensive-minded coach, and they'll figure out a way to kind of to put pressure on Giannis and – foul him when necessary and try to get him to give the ball give the ball when necessary do you think this is a situation where you zone in on Giannis and and say hey we're going to stop this guy and if you can beat us with somebody else hats off to you yeah I mean I I think it's a little bit of an overreaction by a lot of people where Giannis is not a good offensive player in my opinion he's great inside the paint but if you look at his numbers outside of the paint, he shoots like 30%. Mm-hmm. Like the dude is not good outside of the paint. Sure, anybody that's 6'10 with his wingspan can catch the ball three feet in and lay it in. But Chris Middleton still, to me, is the biggest threat offensively for them if they can figure out a way to keep Giannis outside of three feet. I mean, if you had Brooke Lopez down at three feet on side, well, he'd put up 35 points a game because he's over seven feet tall. I mean, it is going to be interesting to convolute the answer to see how they keep him out of the paint. You know, that that's the thing. I still think Chris Middleton is the biggest threat, you know, inside half court all the way to the goal mm-hmm. for, for Milwaukee when it comes to the Suns playing defense. 
When you see him out on the perimeter, though, is that somewhere that they want him to be able to push him out there and say, okay, we know that that's not your strength. If you're going to be out there, go ahead because we can make adjustments defensively. Yeah, I mean, if you can get... <laughs> if you can get him out there. So, yeah, I mean, and so and one way you do that, and one way you do that, and if, like, I've watched a lot of Bucks basketball just over the years in the playoffs and stuff, because there are a lot of primetime games, Giannis mm-hmm. gets tired very quickly. Yeah. He gets tired very quickly. And once he gets tired, like, he asks for a break, what, eight, uh, four minutes into the game? And maybe, maybe that's a thing where you're going to give him a break early and then allow him to have the, the ammo, the stamina for the rest of the game, but you need to get him tired. You need to run him. So whoever the whoever is whoever he's defending, the Suns just need to run him ragged. Get him tired because then he will stay outside of the paint as much. But yeah, I mean listen, if they're gonna do if Coach Bud's gonna do what they did two days ago or, or however whenever it was Sunday effectively, then the the Suns are in trouble. The Suns don't have the, nobody in the NBA Aside from Joel Embiid and you know and uh, some backup guys have the the manpower to stop Giannis if he's going to be that effective and get that kind of a position down low. How much did it change for the Suns when Chris Paul was able to get back into the playoffs and and turn this team back up? Well, I mean it's huge. You know, it's it's when he dropped the forty burger um, in the Western Conference Finals clincher. It's just like you can't expect that, but. It was big to answer the question succinctly, but also the job's not even close to done yet. Like mm-hmm. this is pressure time where Chris Paul needs to be an offensive threat, you know. And he was, but you know he's a little passive, kind of feeling out the Milwaukee game, and we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Almost immediately, what what the offensive game plan is going to be for the Suns? Devin Booker is not going to shoot three for fourteen. Mikhail Bridges is going to be a total ghost, and Jay Crowder also on the other side will not be five for six from three. So they need to get back to what's worked, which, as you mentioned, getting Chris Paul on the floor, getting him with the ball the majority of the time, getting DeAndre Ayton involved, getting Devin Booker easy looks, instead of you know kind of fading off and letting, having Devin Booker try to become Kobe Bryant overnight. It's ridiculous. Alex Clancy locked on cards with us, talking Suns here on ESPN Central Texas. And Alex, for the Suns to win this NBA championship, it has to go through blank. Uh, Devin Booker. Yeah. It has to go through Devin Booker or or I could say the defense, but I'm not gonna be sneaky. It, it's got <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta go through Devin Booker. And he's twenty five years old, twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. This spotlight is too big for him at this point in his career because he's never been there before. But that is compounded by all of these, oh, he's mini Kobe, he's young Kobe. Relax on that. Devin Booker is a 1980s basketball player playing in the 2010s. He's a mid-range assassin. He's not great defensively. He's getting a lot better at passing the ball. But he's the answer to your question is Devin Booker, but the problem is I don't think he's ready yet. So the answer should be Chris Paul, even though it's Devin Booker's team offensively, as it should be. How does Booker put Game 3 behind him and forget that and, and not – let that bother him if this needs to run through him. I mean, he's, he's had bad games. You know, I mean, this is the, the, thing that, the thing that blew my mind, though, was the fact that they sat him in the fourth quarter and played Chris Paul. I wanted, and I got a lot of flack on Twitter on, in this, I wanted him to feel it, be with his teammate on the court, being embarrassed on the road. And a lot, there was a lot of people coming back saying, 
oh, they've had plenty of big losses over his tenure. Yeah, but none of them have counted. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is the biggest stage in basketball, say from the Olympics, you know, in, in the NBA. And you need to feel that on the court, the embarrassment, and not just sitting on the bench, not sweating with your teammates. He will overcome. He can't play worse. Put it that way. They're going to figure it out through the offense how to get him involved. And if they don't get him involved, that means he's getting double teamed a lot, which means they're going to get a lot of open shots. So what happens tomorrow night, Alex? Do the Bucks tie this thing up and send it back to Phoenix, or do you think Phoenix can regroup and, and get the win and go home 3-1? to one? It's going to be close. I think Milwaukee wins. Mm. Um, and this is going to be a true litmus test for what the offense is going to look like for Milwaukee for the rest of the series. Because it's not going to be what it, as easy as it was two nights ago. And that Drew Holiday has been playing out of his mind. He's a great player. He's never been this kind of shooter. Obviously, he worked in the offseason. Um, it's going to be close, but we're going to see closer to what the Milwaukee Bucks offense will look like tomorrow night for the rest of the series. I just don't think, after what happened two nights ago, that the Suns can find any sort of momentum on the road with how dominant Giannis has been. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cards, talking Phoenix Suns with us. And I can't let you go until I ask you a little bit about the Cardinals and, and where they are heading into training camp with Kingsbury going in and high expectations for the Cardinals this season. Oh, listen, it's going to be fun no matter what. It's going to be <laughs> my, my line is it's going to be good or it's going to be Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's it's either, either they're going to make the playoffs or be on the precipice of making the playoffs or everybody's getting canned everybody's getting canned and the thing is that and i i i talk with bull brock uh, uh my co-host and myself about this a lot that i think that even if everybody gets fired it's not the worst thing because you have two uh just incredible offensive minds in brian dable and eric Bieniemy that did not take head coaching jobs this offseason just unbeknownst to me the fact that they both didn't that could walk in here and immediately make Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals offense, a playoff contender. Because, like, there's been a lot of buzz about the Cardinals defense. If the Cardinals defense is the strength of this team, why is Cliff Kingsbury the head coach? (laughs) That's a great question. That is an absolute great question. Alex Clancy, locked on cards. Alex, you got anything coming out that people need to be on the lookout for? Podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. We do it Monday through Friday on YouTube, Locked on Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Alex, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you soon, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Alex Clancy, Locked On Cards, with us talking Suns. And it should be interesting tomorrow night. He thinks the Bucks tied up at two. Yeah, I about fell out of my chair, uh, and I'm not <laughs> sitting. Uh, do you think? I still have – I mean, I know Giannis is is the factor for the Bucks. I mean, he's not the only thing out there. But if they can – if they can find a way to defend him and make somebody else beat them, like we were talking, to Alex, about, I, I think the Suns get it done. But I, he's right; you got to get him off the block. I yeah, mean, I mean, he's he's got to push outside, you know, and he he go he he will drift out there and take some shots out there, and that's not his strength. He, he doesn't ever need to be out there. So I, I 
I still feel like the Suns get it done tomorrow night. And if they do, they then they go back to Phoenix and win it. I think so. Yeah. All right. So, so there you go. It's 11 minutes after 5, 5 This is game time. And we are brought to you by uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. Fiat in our 5 o'clock hour is sponsored by our good friends at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. They are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at 17 bucks an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. That's 7601 Imperial Drive for VersaLift Southwest. Uh, all right, it is a 12 minutes after 5. We're going to talk some more Ranger baseball. Jeff Wilson's going to join us. Jeff, uh, as Ward, you know, uh, was with the Fort Worth Star Telegram, mm-hmm. and, and uh, now he is with uh, Substack.com. Tell us a little bit about Substack.com. Uh, you can go there, and, and uh, you can check out Jeff Wilson, and and uh, you're going to keep up with the Rangers, and you're going to get a, uh, a great source of information as you follow the Rangers in Major League Baseball. Yeah, Substack is a new entity that's that's come up that a lot of writers are getting in on, and it gives them availability to have a little bit of freedom of what they do, but also it has a lot of content on it. Jeff Wilson covers the Rangers, has been doing it for a long time, but now instead of being with the Fort Worth Star, he's with Substack. You can get in there, and there is an unpaid subscription that you can get on your email, mm-hmm. and a, you'll get a daily email with that. Uh, and there's also the paid subscription that will get you even more content uh, on the site as well. I like it. I enjoy it, and it gives you a chance to you know, read some of the guys that you already knew anyway and get that content and get it delivered straight to your email. All right, so we'll get to uh, Jeff Wilson when we come back right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight and quiet conditions. Low temperatures fall to 72 degrees. Look for a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be a humid day with a high of 92 and a heat index very close to 100. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews beginning July 14th here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Spectrum Big 12 Football Previews presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie. George's Restaurant and Catering and Spectrum weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer. Boys.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His one million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Met. MLB All-Star Game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League, and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. This is ESPN Central Texas. Five sixteen, sixteen minutes after five. Tom Ward, EP. We're glad you're with us here on ESPN Central Texas, and we're going to talk some Ranger baseball this afternoon as we are joined now by Jeff Wilson from Substack.com. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are terrific. We appreciate your time today. Hey, let's start with the draft. The Rangers go get uh, go get the Vandy product, Jack Leiter. Let's talk a little bit about him and, and the upside of Jack Leiter. Well, it, it's. Uh premier college arm in, in the draft. I mean, probably the, the arguably the premier pitcher in the draft. I know a lot of guys are high on the number three pick, Jackson Job from Oklahoma uh, City High School, uh, up up there just north of us. But uh, Lighter's polished. You know, he's got the pedigree of his dad, Al, uh, Uncle Mark. And uh, I tell you what, the, the Rangers have a chance to, to see him move faster the system and be part of the rotation in, in 2023, let's say. I know right when their competitive windows opening, so uh, it was a pick that just made a lot of sense, and uh, for a lot of reasons. But pri- primarily being that Jack Leiter's a heck of a pitcher. Jeff, the Rangers did go a little bit heavy on pitching, and, and is that what they needed more than anything else, just to find out where they're going to be able to get their strengths and, and get this thing rolling in the right direction? Yeah, you know when you look at their when you look at their farm system. Uh, it, it's pretty heavy on position players. You know, a lot of their, most of their top prospects are are you know, position players. Um, not a ton of pitchers. You know, Dane Dunning was one before the season. He's graduated now, uh, no longer a prospect status. You have Cole Wynn, but uh, I mean, Leiter's going to jump right to the top of that board. And uh, you know, some of these some of these other guys, you know, some prep pitchers. You, you, you know, they're going to take a little while. But the Rangers, <clears throat> there are a couple a couple college players that they selected a couple pitchers that they expect to uh, rise quickly, uh, probably relievers, but, uh, you know, Casey Lee from Alabama being one of them. And, and these guys have a chance to, to get, to get to the show quick and, and, and help out the Rangers that way. Jeff, in this rebuild process that the Rangers are, are in, do they have in the system or do they have at the major league level, in your opinion, that feature player that they're going to build this team around? I, 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 I am a, Huge Joey Gallo advocate. I, I think that trading Joey Gallo uh, this month at the deadline would be a mistake. Uh, this is a guy that, that when he's right, which he, he has been for the past month, he's he's an elite hitter. Uh, he he has he has skills that no other player in baseball has. I mean, he, he can do all three things. He can hit. He can run. He can he can play terrific defense. And and I I know he can be a free agent after next year, but he is also on record saying that. 
he's not going to break the bank. He wants to stay with the Rangers. And honestly, I mean, I I think that this is this is a guy you want to to, to sign and, and and build around. And you know, Josh Young is coming. He's at he's at Frisco. Uh, he's probably going to be in the major leagues at some point this year. I'd imagine Sam Huff gets some at bats at the end of the year. So th- there are guys who are close. Uh, you know, COVID slowed everything down for everybody. But um, you know, the, these are these are guys that have a chance to make an impact and 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 sooner than later. How much did winning the Gold Glove change Joey Gallo and as far as his approach and everything? You know, he 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 wants to be a good baseball player. He he always, you know, when he was younger, was was really kind of bothered that that people said all he did was hit home runs. I mean, if you if you watch if you watch nine innings of Joey Gallo, obviously you're going to have a chance for exciting at bats. Uh, but even like when he pops it up to left field, the, the, the guy is almost a second base by the time the ball comes down in, in, in somebody's glove. Uh, defensively, we've seen the arm. Uh, you, you, you know what he can do as far as covering ground. He's got surprising speed for a guy who's six foot four and 250 pounds. Um, and and I, I think just the defense of aspect, you know, changes the way people people look at a guy like that. You know, he, he is not just one dimensional, and uh, you know, he, he takes a lot of pride in that defense. When they, you mentioned the uh, the uh, trade deadline. When the trade deadline approaches, are the Rangers sellers of, of players, or what are they looking to do as we approach the deadline? Yeah, you know, they're, obviously everybody's going to think they're sellers. They have they have Gallo, um, who teams are going to be interested. Kyle Gibson, who some really good contending teams could could use. Uh, Ian Kennedy, the closer. I would I would be shocked if he's not traded. Because he's just you know a one, one year deal, um, but I, I also would it wouldn't put surprise me if the Rangers found an opportunity to try to, to try to upgrade their roster and and be buyers. Uh, they you know there is depth in the farm system. I, I know that a rebuilding team probably doesn't want to trade uh, too many good good prospects, but if the right deal's there, it, it can happen. You know when when you go back to 2015, the Cole Hamill trade was what was designed for 2016 and beyond because, you know, 2016 was going to be the year that you Darvish came back off of Tommy John surgery. And they were going to have this, this in theory, terrific pitching tandem for two or three years. But, you know, it ended up working out that the Rangers won the division that year. But if you, if you go back and, and read the stories at the time, it was about 2015. So I, I wouldn't put that past uh, John Daniels and Chris Young. Going back to Joey Gallo last night in the home run derby, it looked like he got a little bit gassed, but in not moving on in that round two and, and getting defeated in round one, that may not be the worst thing. I, I noticed on Substack that you said that could be a good thing for Joey Gallo heading into the second half. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, uh, <laughs> Pete Alonso, I think, is kind of a freak of nature, and, and he didn't look the least bit tired, but. You know, how about Otani and, and Soto after they, they went to, <laughs> to sudden death? I mean, those guys looked like they were about to drop. And um, yeah, I mean, the, it, it's a hard thing. You know, Freddie Freeman said that it's it's the most taxing thing he's ever done. And and so and and you, know, you, you can see coming out of breaks. I mean, I think Aaron Judge is the most recent example. He won, he won the Derby a few years ago and then kind of went into a slump there. It wears you out. And and the thing is that the you know an all star. An all-star game appearance isn't just showing up and playing a couple innings in a game. It's it's a derby. It's media day. It's this you know all-star parade that they had today. You, you jump through a lot of hoops when you're an all-star, and you don't get a ton of rest. And so, uh, yeah, it absolutely is a good thing um, in in a way that that Gallo didn't advance. I would have liked to have seen him win the thing personally, but um, 
yeah, I, I think Ranger fans ultimately, and the Rangers themselves, are going to be glad that they're going to have their best player uh, as close to 100% for the, the start of the second half. Talking with Jeff Wilson from Substack.com here on ESPN Central Texas, 523. And, Jeff, talk a little bit about Adolis Garcia. I, I'm fascinated by this uh, by this player. Here's a guy having a terrific season, an all-star season, and yet he was not on a major league roster to begin the year. Yeah, you know, and, and even if you want to go a little further back, uh, when, when the Rangers traded Andrus, uh, and they acquired Chris Davis and Jonah Heim. They needed a 40-man roster spot, and so they designated a Garcia for assignment, and he cleared waivers. So every team could have had a shot at this guy as recently as the week before spring training started, but but he, he made it through. Uh, obviously, the Rangers are, are delighted with that. Uh, it, it's an interesting story. You know, the, you know, every player's development path is different, and, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes an opportunity, and, and I think Garcia sensed, with this team where it is that he had an opportunity, he made a couple adjustments uh, to his swing and his approach in the off season, And now he's, a, he's an all-star and, you know, he, he hasn't been as hot as he was, let's say in May when he really kind of burst onto the, the scene and was the AL rookie of the month. Um, but it's, uh, he, he hasn't like fallen off the face of the earth either. He's still a productive player. Uh, he, he's made adjustments as the league has adjusted to him. And that's, that's as good an indicator as you can ask for uh, if you're evaluating you know, this guy for the future and, and making sure he's not a, a one-year wonder. It looks like he has the makings and the athleticism and the intelligence to, to go ahead and, and, and be a good player for, future, for, for years to come. Jeff Wilson, Substack, with us here on ESPN Central Texas Talking Texas Rangers. And, Jeff, for the Texas Rangers, is it imperative they fix the starting rotation or the bullpen first? Well, I, <laughs> I think you got to go with the rotation. I mean, you, know, you, you look at the best teams, uh, obviously starting pitching gets them in. And I know when you get to the playoffs the last few years that, that teams have, have, have really, with, with the best bullpens, have, have leaned on them and not let their starter go you know, more than three, two times through a, rota- uh, a batting lineup. And, and I get it, but uh, you, you get there with starting pitching. Um, and, and the Rangers have some candidates, but... They're, they're a little far away, and, and so I think that uh, you know you'll you'll see kind of a make uh, makeshift rotation next year, maybe with some prospects finally showing up and getting in there. But I think 2023 is the year where the, the, the rotation has a chance to, uh, to to be something filled with young, talented guys, and uh, you know guys are going to get to know and, and that they'll hang on to for for several seasons. Jeff, uh, when when you look at this team and, and the rebuild process that they're going through, how do you evaluate it uh, from from your from your perspective? I mean, are you looking at wins and losses? Are you looking at individual player development? What, what are you looking at to say, yeah, this 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 club is going in the right direction? Yeah, it, it's tricky, you know, because the wins and the losses doesn't give you a lot of uh, a lot of hope. So. You kind of look at the way they play. You know, the, the, the Rangers have played a lot, a lot of close games. Um, you know, they, they've gotten blown out a couple times. But, you know, that happens to every team. And, but so, so that's, the, that's the place to start. These guys are competitive. They're not, they're not afraid. These young players are, are showing up every day, uh, you know, good or bad. They're, they're doing the work. Uh, you, you do see incremental signs. You know, I, I think uh, – the, you know, like veteran players, like uh, I, I know, I know this one's a head scratcher, but Mike Fultonevich, he, he's gotten better as the season's gone along. Um, 
you look at Nate Lowe, he went through his little slump. He's gotten better here of late. Um, it, it, it is up and down. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it, but that's just the byproduct, byproduct of a young team. Uh, I, I think the second half, you know, the Rangers are going to want to see more from Nick Solak. They're going to want to see a little more consistency from uh, Kiner Falefa offensively. Um, but but there's, there is growth. I, I, I know it's hard to believe. I mean, Jonah, Jonah Hines, for instance, the, the catcher who was hitting, I don't know, a buck 20 uh, a couple months into the season, he's picked up his average in power production. So um, you, you do take it on a, you know, you look individually, but you kind of look collectively at, at, at a, as the team at a whole. Are they competitive? Uh, are, are they showing up every day? Uh, have certain facets gotten better? Like the bullpen, has the bullpen gotten better? Has the offense gotten better? And, and there are measurables that suggest that, yes, it's headed in the right direction. And, and I guess the big thing is that's what the, the Rangers believe. Yeah, that's what the experts believe. So um, you kind of take their word for it, too. Jeff, tell us a little bit about Substack.com and, and what we can find uh, from you on Substack. Yeah, um, it's, it's Jeff Wilson's Texas Rangers newsletter. Uh, jeffwilson.substack.com it's uh it's it's basically the coverage i was doing at the other place just now i'm doing it independently i'm a maroon bot uh, i'm writing more about the minor leagues which i really enjoy and and as the rangers go through this rebuild it's, it's stuff that fans need to these are names that you guys need, need to know about and uh latch on to and, and understand what's happening in the minor leagues because they're going to be part of this uh core uh, when it when it gets turned around so uh, you know, you can sign up for free email that gets dumped in your uh, inbox every morning, and then uh, there's a paid subscription for five ninety nine or for a, a month or sixty dollars for a year, and uh, it's good stuff. I got T R Sullivan, there's a great Rangers writer uh, who's now writing for for me. So um, there's a lot of good stuff. So I hope you guys are checking out. Jeff, thanks. Appreciate your time today. No, you got it, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Jeff Wilson from uh, Substack.com. And, and Ward, you're, you're a subscriber, and you yeah. say it is off the hook. Yeah, it's good. I like it a lot. I've really enjoyed uh, reading it. And I've always enjoyed Jeff's work anyway. Uh, but getting this, uh, as he said, put right in my email and uh, get the chance to check it out every morning, uh, it, it's, it's highly recommended for me. I, I really like it a lot, and there's a lot of good content on it. All right. On the CNC Collision Center text line, Jose just uh, just told us that it's raining in Temple. Great. Do you? I mean, Jose wouldn't. He wouldn't like pull the rug out from under us. A no, little bit not, here. not Jose. He's, he, if it's raining, if he says it's raining, it's raining. Get an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he says it's raining, then you better get your galoshes out. All right. It's uh, five thirty. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. When we come back, we're going to get to this and that. We call it the grab bag, and we do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Recently on the John Moore Show. In the past, Aggie and Longhorn were fierce oh, rivals. This is going. But is TCU now public enemy number one to Baylor sports fan? Is that the rivalry? Might be. Yeah, that's the sense I get. Yeah, it might be. And again, this may be a generational thing, like we were talking about voicemail messages. I think maybe newer, more current Baylor fans might look at TCU as yeah. our main rival. I'll put it this way. TCU was ready for this. Because so many people there still harbored a lot of resentment from being left out of the Big 12. Oh, and really? put a lot of that on Baylor, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. I would say this. Baylor and TCU belong in the same league. You know? Yeah. There's just so much history there that we belong in the same league. And I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I agree with that. thrilled that we're both in the Big 12 conference. Yes. That's my answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo. At Kaleo Wealth Management Group, we believe a sound financial plan always starts by developing a good relationship with each client. We'd like the opportunity to build a relationship with you and help begin charting your path toward your financial goals. Dream big. We'll listen. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His one million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Met. MLB All-Star Game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM. 92.3 FM and 100.9 FM. All right, 5.33, it is time for the grab bag. Hey, I got to tell you something, Ward. Uh, that was so impressive that uh, what we just got from Jeff Wilson, I just wouldn't subscribe to his, uh, to his service. There you go. There, so I'm just telling you, it is, it's good stuff. There's a good read on there right now. So uh, you can go to jeffwilson.substack.com, mm-hmm. or you can just go to substack.com and search for Jeff Wilson. Any way you do it, you, uh, you can get the newsletter and all that good stuff. So uh, uh, if you're a Ranger fan like me, then uh, you this is uh, something you need to do. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to circle back to this one uh, because I want to do that later. All right. Um, you mentioned it in Sports Center, but now let me ask you guys, EP, Ward, I want to know are we now worried about the USA basketball team or not? I know it's an exhibition, but that's two in a row in the L column. Not worried. Not worried. They'll rebound. They they know they're not. It's just a warm up game. But they don't even lose warm up games, and they're losing warm up games. They're losing these exhibitions. They had lost two exhibition games prior to the last couple of ball games that they played. They're zero and two in their first two exhibition games this season. They're fine. They got pop. But pop can't get them into shape. Pop can't get their legs back <laughs> underneath them. Uh, I mean. What do you do? And, and, and there was I was listening to ESPN earlier today, and and, and somebody I think it was I, I, 
I can't remember. I made a great point, though, in in that everybody – you're not going to see 15, 60-point blowouts where everybody wants at the end of the game, all the opponents at the end of the game, want to get an autograph and a picture taken with Michael Jordan. Anymore. It's yeah. not that way anymore. In fact, uh, the, the first loss to Nigeria, there were seven NBA players on the floor for Nigeria. Now – I didn't re- realize this, but several of these teams have practiced for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. The USA team's only practiced for four or five days. Right. So That's why I'm not worried. Okay. I, if, if you say that they can get it together. I think they can. In the next, what, wh- when do they fly to Tokyo? In the next week to 10 days? I think it's 10 days or so. I'm not sure when the basketball starts. I have to look at the schedule, and I, I haven't done that yet. So, there you go. I, I, I don't know. It just kind of bothers me that that they. That You're just used to them cruising through and beating everybody. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not. And that's fair. And that's yeah. more than fair. So. It, 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 okay. So you tell me. But not it's to a, worry. If, it's also a different landscape in international basketball than it ever has been before because there's more NBA players on everybody's roster than there ever has been in the past. The game is more international yes. than it ever has been before. Absolutely. It has I mean, so now you don't have, you know, one or two you've got five, six, seven guys from all over the place mm-hmm. and, and you know, and it's they mean business. Yeah. I mean, it's they a mean different business. game than it, it used to it be. It really, really is. So, with that in mind, I'm like, you know, let's let's figure this I, out. I think it's going to be fun to have it a little more competitive. Personally, a little more competitive, yes, but losing, no. Well, <laughs> they're fine. All right, all right, all right. We'll see what you guys think of this. This is perplexing to me. This is interesting. Detroit Tiger third baseman Chip Hale is no longer D- Detroit Tiger third baseman, uh, third base coach, rather. Sorry. Detroit Tiger third base coach Chip Hale is no longer Detroit Tiger third base coach Chip Hale. He's leaving the Detroit Tigers and he's headed back home to the University of Arizona to become their head baseball coach. So you're going from a major league ball club mm-hmm. to coaching Division One college baseball. Where did he go to college? University of Arizona. There you go. I, I get that part. I, I mean, I do. <laughs> but he's also a former major league manager. Right. I mean, uh, he is. He's managed it in the um, in the uh, major leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coached in the major leagues, and he's coaching now in the major leagues as the third base coach. But yeah, he's uh, an infielder. He was a former infielder for the University of Arizona from '84 to '87. Uh, led the led the uh, all-time leader in games played 255 games in a Wildcat uniform. How about that? 337 hits, 507 bases. Blah 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 blah. I mean, he he's their guy. I mean, he you know he's one he of their guys. He gets to come home. He gets to take over a program, and he gets to put a his, good program. And by he the gets way. to put his fingerprint on a good program. So yeah, I understand it 100. percent All right, I was just I just it struck me. That it's again, very unusual. It doesn't guy, happen because everybody is, you know, everybody's trying to get to the show. Everybody's and he's in the show. Maybe he's tired of the show. Well, could be, could I mean, be. You know, fifty-six regular season games as opposed to one sixty-two. And traveling as much as you do in Major League Baseball, yeah. that's going to go away. But you got to go recruit. Sure. Of course, in Arizona, you don't have to go far. There's <laughs> no. a lot of good baseball players in the state of Arizona. All right, uh, Shane Lowry has had to wait two years for the honor, but he will finally begin his defense of the British Open title. He will do that Thursday morning at 3.58. What are you going to watch? 
No. Okay, thank you very much. 358, that's not too darn early, is it? <laughs> yeah, a little. Uh, so th- there you go. There's some other interesting uh, uh, pairings and other interesting tee times. Brooks Kepka will go off at 2.30. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, will and brand and, and Braden Grace will go will uh, tee off at three twenty five. This is one of the few golf tournaments where they don't start at one and ten. Mm-hmm. It everybody goes off the number one tee box, so their their tee times are spread out like crazy. Uh, and you'll have guys uh, going off all. And, you know, it, it, it's going to take a while. And so there you go. But uh, uh, Phil Mickelson, in fact, will tee off at one forty eight a.m. Uh, I'm going to have to miss that. I may still be up. I mean, 148. So there you go. But uh, the open, again, they do not employ the two tee starts. All players will tee off of the uh, par four, 445-yard first tee. And uh, with the first tee time being at uh, 1235 a.m. Our time. Now, I promise you I'll be up at 1235 a.m. Okay. The last one will tee off at, at uh, 535 a.m. So there you go. <laughs> British Open. Of the four majors, what's your favorite? Um, well, I don't know. I guess the My, Masters. Yeah, the Masters for me. I just think it's beautiful. It's springtime. It's, yeah. you know, it's the one tournament that's played at the same golf course. I, I will say that probably, but I do like the British because you never know what's going to happen Ooh. because – Weather. Weather and everything else comes to play in, and it's just, it could be really, really bad or really, really good for them. I like it when they play a Lynx course along the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because sometimes that thing's in England, sometimes it's in Scotland, sometimes it's in Ireland, uh, you, you know. So, but yeah, it's it's a fun golf trip. My least favorite, I guess, would be the PGA Championship. But, uh, and then the U.S. Open is so difficult. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean that's so that's a true test right there. But uh, the British Open probably number two. Uh, but yeah, the Masters is I mean is obviously the uh, the favorite golf tournament. All right, that is a um, a quick check of our grab bag. It's five forty one. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, EP. We're glad you're with us, and uh, we are brought to you by Alan Samuels from the Alan Samuels Studios. And when we come back. I want to talk some Major League Baseball and talk about some rules and some changing of the rules and and that kind of thing. And if you're a purist, this is uh, this is a conversation you're going to want to listen to. That's next right here on ESPN Central Texas. You know, if you look up footwear from the past, there are just some shoes that are not so great for your feet. Oh, these wooden shoes are killing me. Oh, now a beaver's eating them? Shoe beaver! What a mess. Huh. Luckily, Skechers has made footwear history by designing astonishingly comfortable footwear that are good for your feet. Let's start with fit. Skechers are the fit specialists and have the perfect fit for virtually any foot shape. Skechers has wide fit, relaxed fit, stretch fit, and arch fit with podiatrist certified arch support. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists using over 20 years of data to make arch fit. And feet worldwide are benefiting from the comfort and support. Plus, Skechers, the comfort technology company, have innovations like air-cooled memory foam, durable Goodyear rubber and hyperburst cushioning. These promote comfort and offer incredible protection from the impact of everyday walking and running. And Skechers doesn't just care about your feet, your budget is important too. Skechers are an incredible value, plus most are machine washable and many styles are vegan. Look, you only get two feet, so you better take care of them in Skechers. Skechers, a fit to be tried. Find your next pair at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. 
have a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. My house has a new glow, I love my windows, universal windows direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Team USA Basketball lost their second consecutive exhibition, this time to Australia 91-83 in Las Vegas. Team USA has lost four of its past five games. It's also lost two in a row now to Australia, a team expected to contend for the gold in Japan. Pete Alonso is the home run derby champion going back-to-back to win the derby. He hit six in a row in the final round to do it. His one million prize is more than his salary this year playing for the Met. MLB All-Star Game is tonight. Atani gets the start for the American League, and Serzer gets the start for the National League. First pitch at 6.30 on Fox. The Milwaukee Brewers took MCC's Logan Henderson in the fourth round of the draft with the 116th pick overall. One round later, the Seattle Mariners took Andy Thomas, Baylor's All-American catcher, with the 144th pick in this year's draft. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, 546, 14 away from 6 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and EP, we're glad you're with us. The uh, State of the Sport address took place yesterday with uh, the uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, addressing uh, different topics prior to tonight's All-Star game. And more than several of the uh, topics I wanted to dive into today. and One, banning the shift. Two, eliminating seven-inning doubleheaders. And three, playing extra inning games without a runner starting on second base. Manfred said that uh, they adopted the seven-inning doubleheaders for this year. He said because he didn't know where the country was going to look or what the country was going to look like because of COVID-19. Get all that. So uh, let's let's start with, with the shift. I mean, I don't know about you, 
but I absolutely hate the shift. I hate looking up and seeing the third baseman, uh, the third baseman on the on the right side of the infield, the second baseman out in shallow right playing Rover. I just don't like it. Uh, no, I don't either. And, and you made a great point at the top of the broadcast. Take care of your business, and you'll get them out of that shift. Mm-hmm. Make that pitcher go cover the third baseline, cover bunts, and you know, and and get them out of that. But with that said, would you be opposed if Major League Baseball implemented a rule that said two infielders had to be on the right side of the second base bag and two infielders and two infielders only on the left side of the second base bag? Yeah, I mean, that's fine. If they want to do that. I, I mean, it, it, it's, again, to me, it doesn't matter where they put them. You hit them where they're not. You know, you know, you don't want atom balls no matter what the situation is. So, um, if if they want to put that into play to take out the shift, that's fine. Um, I I don't, I just don't think you need to tinker with the game of baseball as much as they're trying to play with it. In in my opinion, I you know, there's so many things to. I'm I'm a purist and I want the game to be as pure Me as too. it can. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't like the clock on the pitches and all that. I don't need all that. I don't if, if you if you can't watch a game for four hours, then don't go. Don't go. Don't watch it. And that's that's the way it should be. Uh so I I guess I'm okay with it because it puts it back into it where the shift Some normalcy take, to baseball. Yeah, some normalcy to baseball because I don't like looking out there and seeing that crazy shift. It drives me nuts to see that. But it may drive me more nuts because I'm screaming at the batter, lay it down, just yeah. put it down or hit it to the, you know, back in the day, there was players that play, could play the game and they could, before they even the pitch was thrown, they go, I'm going to hit it right there. And they would put it right there. Yeah. No matter if I'm going to put it in right center, I'm going to drop it in left center, I'm going to drop it right behind the first. And I it, I guess that's a lost art in the game of baseball. Now. There were guys, you're right, there were guys that knew how to hit the ball the opposite way. There were guys, not everything not every pitch should be pulled. I mean, not every you know you, no. you don't swing out of your shoes and try to hit the ball. You, not every not every pitch do you need to be a pull hitter. No, you don't. You got to be able to take the ball back up the middle. I always thought that you know what the the safest play to hit the ball is back up the middle. There's only one guy, and that's the pitcher standing on the mound mm-hmm. between you and the center fielder. Right. That, that's the you know. But you're right. Take it the other way. Bunt the ball. Uh, you know, what in in softball, what the uh, the players will kind of get a little running start and and and, and slap it. I mean, mm-hmm. you obviously can't do that in, in Major League Baseball, but you certainly can can take you that can ball. control the bat. You certainly can. Absolutely, you can. And, and and I'm like you, but they, you know, one of the things they keep screaming is analytics, 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 analytics will not allow them, you know, to uh, to swing to not be able to swing away. They. You know, because I, I keep talking about Joey Gallo. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if 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 they're going to, he's a pull hitter. I mean, let's be honest, he's a pull hitter, and, and so that's what the, hurt him last night. Instead of just taking the ball where where he could put it and just let it naturally go out of the park, he was trying to pull it, and that's not his. I mean, if he could learn to hit the ball back up the middle, or even bunt the ball, hit the ball on the left side of the infield, they'll stop doing that. They'll stop sure they will. doing that. Absolutely. But with that said. I, you know what? If, if to get them out of that shift, if they have to write a rule, write a rule. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's just kind of my opinion. It's the 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 lesser of two evils. Uh, let's talk. And, and I never got it. I mean, I understand we have COVID. And there's there's protocols and all that kind of stuff, but I never could figure out 
uh, I never could figure out uh, uh, what COVID had to do with putting a runner at second base in an extra inning game or play, if you had to play doubleheaders and played in seven inning doubleheaders. Well, they were trying to shorten the games and trying to shorten the doubleheaders so teams could get back home and not, the, the, the travel went into it at that time. So that's why he was talking about that. It would enable them to not have so long a time in one place and then a short trip to start the next game. Uh, so it was all COVID-related due to travel, uh, and they didn't expect – and also, they didn't expect to have fans in the stands either. And so what did it matter if there was no fans in the stands? Let's shorten it up because mm. we don't want them to have to be there as long with no fans. So that's why they did that. All right. Uh, I don't know that it makes any sense or it makes a difference. But I'm glad they're not going to do it. Yeah, well, and, and I think the, the goal is to clean that up and, and get back to nine innings. If you have to play a doubleheader, it's nine innings, and you're going to quit putting a guy on second base. Yeah, that, 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 that's an international rule, and I've seen that for years and years and years in certain levels of, of baseball and softball. Now, look, it will speed the game up. There's but no I, question. But I've also seen a couple of instances where it – I mean, all you have to do is hit two deep fly balls, move him over, and win the game. And, they, and again, analytics – will not allow these players to do that. You go back to playing small ball. You got a guy on second base. Bunny, move him over, hit a deep ball, you win the game. That, that's it. That's that's exactly right. Anyway, so I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, but I'm with you. Uh, let's take out the seven-inning doubleheaders. Let's take out the runner at second base, and uh, let's, uh, let's get back to playing baseball, and let's get away from that shift. Uh, so, anyway, some thoughts there. And I'm like you. Uh, the, the beauty of baseball – for me, is it's the one sport that we follow that does not have a clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a game clock. So let's leave it that way. And again, you, you can go to the ballpark on Thursday and you can play a nine-inning game in, a, in, a, in an hour and 58 minutes or two hours and 12 minutes. Or you can go to the ballpark the next day and it can be a three-hour and 45-minute ball game. Every game has its own identity. It's, yep. you know, so because there's no clock, and that's one of the beauties of baseball, in my opinion. All right, it is uh, 5.53. Oops, sorry, EP. Uh, it is uh, 5.53. That is going to do it for us here this afternoon. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of our guests. We, uh, we've had a lot of folks on the program today. Chuck Canterford from Clifton High School. Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com. Alex Clancy from Locked on Cards Podcast. And Jeff Wilson from JeffWilsonSubStack.com. All on the program today. We'll do this again tomorrow. I'll be in in Arlington. War to be here in the studios and John Morris to join us and we'll talk Big 12 football from Big 12 Media Days tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll hear from Chad Jackson, Baylor's Associate AD for Compliance on the new NI.